Sound Space, brought to you by Spectrum Life, bringing you real life, real conversation, and real advice from the best in class experts across all areas of physical and mental well being. Join our host weekly and learn how to improve and reflect on your well being. Welcome to Family Life Podcast, hosted by me, Anita Fletcher, and brought to you by Soundspace. Today's topic is parents in the workplace, and I'll be discussing this with special guest TD Emer Higgins. Emer worked for many years in the corporate world before she became a TD. Therefore, she has lots of personal experience working alongside parents. And during this time, she realized the struggle and barriers that parents can face when they're trying to maintain a good work and family life balance. During today's episode, we'll chat about the extension of parents' leave, flexible working and support after miscarriage. So for all of this and more, stay tuned to Family Podcasts brought to you by Soundspace. Now, hi, everybody. You're all very welcome to Family Life Podcasts. I'm joined today by Emer Higgins, who is a Fina Gale TD, and I'm delighted to have um, you here today, Emer. Thanks very much, Anita. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, excellent. So, Emer, tell me a little bit, because today we're going to talk about the importance of parents' role in the workplace. And I know that you are, you, you're very passionate about this and, and about work-life uh, balance. So, can you tell me a little bit about the role that you play when it comes to parents in the workplace? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I suppose maybe the, the best way to start to start that answer is to take you back a couple of years. Um, so I was elected just about 18 months ago, just before the pandemic hit, um, for the first time as a TD for Luke and Clondalk and um, Palmerston, Newcastle, Rathcool, Sagrat and British, it's a mouthful. Um, and prior to that, I worked in um, in a company, a multinational company based in Blanchardstown and PayPal. Um, one of the things I was in charge of there was our diversity and inclusion strategy. And part of that really was making sure that we were supporting new mams uh, to integrate back into the workplace after they came back from maternity leave. And um, it was keeping in touch with them when they were on maternity leave so as that they didn't feel daunted coming back into the workplace. Uh, and then I suppose it was overseeing, um, along with our fabulous HR team, um, some, some really progressive um, HR policies around providing paid leave um, to parents, both both um, mums and dads, um, who were welcoming newborns into the workplace. And I suppose the difference between a really large company like that and a smaller company is um, large companies have bigger staff. And um, so it's probably a lot easier for them to be able to facilitate that kind of, um, I suppose, generous paid leave. And, and it's not quite always as accessible for smaller companies. But that's probably why in my view we need to see large companies lead the way set the gold standard and then um, when it comes to smaller companies why government needs to be able to 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 help them to support them and to legislate to mandate them to support their their parents and really I suppose that's something I've been advocating for since I became a TD about a year and a half ago and one of the things I spoke about a couple of times in the doll was parents leave Um, and it's great that we have now extended uh, parents leave from two weeks to five weeks and that's for both parents to take um, when they when they welcome a a newborn into their family and that's something I'm really proud of something I'm really pleased has happened I think it's a strong and positive signal for society and to show both mums and dads that parents are completely accepted in the workplace 
and that this is a, a normal part of, of the work life space for a lot of people and that companies need to be able to support parents to um, to be really good parents as well as really good employees. Yep, really good. And that's really interesting. Like you spoke there a little bit about your, your past employment, right? And so two things that I just want to pick up on, on what you, you were talking about there. And the first is where you got such good support where you were working. I remember that myself because I the where, where I came across you uh, many moons ago was when you were doing a talk for women in the workplace. Um, and you were doing that via your the workplace that you were in at the time before you became a TD. And um, so I could yeah. see that your passion was there even before you got to where you are today. Yeah, it's interesting you say that actually, and, and you're right. It's probably a, a, a different example, but a good example too, that um, my workplace supported me with my passion, which was politics, and um, supported me and were flexible with me and, and enabled me to be a county councillor, which I was for, for 10 years, but to also be able to, to run a campaign and to, to, to become elected TD afterwards. Um, and I suppose that's, you know, that's actually an interesting concept even in itself that, you know, good companies need to support people, whatever their passion may be, need to support parents and need to support probably non-parents too, yeah. who, who have other commitments outside the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. So it was lovely. It was, I'm really glad that you touched on that and kind of reminded me of, of why you're here in the first place and why it was even why I wanted you to be on Family Life Podcast because I know that you have that passion for parents and women in the workplace. And the other thing, the second thing that you spoke about um, there was the, the increase of parents leave from two to four weeks. And that's really vital when it comes to men and, and daddies. Absolutely. Yeah. It's two to five weeks, actually. We've gone, gone even better than that. Uh, wow. So it's five weeks now, which is great. So that's over a month. And, you know, that's a, that's a, a lot of time for, for parents, particularly at a really special time when you've got a newborn. Um, but you're right. It's open for both mums and dads to take. And it's really, really important that we are encouraging um, fathers to take this benefit up as well. Um, we've seen it in the past um, with paternity leave that um, not not all men decide to take to take the leave that they're entitled to and they are entitled to it. And it probably depends an awful lot as to what industry they work in. So if you work for a big, a big glossy multinational where it's totally acceptable and totally expected of you to take the time off, then it's much easier to do so. But maybe if you're working on a construction site, it might be a lot more difficult to walk up to the foreman and say, well, just to let you know, my wife or my partner is expecting and I'm looking for this time off. That mightn't be as socially acceptable, especially in those male dominated areas where there, there might be older men who are like, well, sure, my wife's had three kids and I never got any time off. And yeah. I, I think we probably need to do a lot to support men in those industries in particular, because unless it becomes the norm, unless it becomes the status quo for men to avail of these benefits, then it, it's not actually going to touch every family equally. And that's what we want at the end of the day. We're not making it mandatory because we don't want to force force dads into taking it we don't want to force people into taking it at times that don't work for them and we don't want to force companies into forcing their staff to do it either but what we do what we do want and what we do expect is that companies will facilitate people to take this leave and I would actually go so far as to say that companies should be proactively facilitating it they should be going yeah. to them when they hear that they're expecting a baby saying here's what you're entitled to you don't need to tell us what dates you want off but have it in the back of your mind that this is coming down the tracks and we'll be supporting you through it. 
Brilliant. I totally agree. I, I definitely think it should be something, even in the induction pack, when 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 people are being brought into a company, to be able to be told the, the um their entitlements. And Brilliant the idea. existing staff, the existing staff that are there, they can say, right, look, this is after coming out now. Everybody is entitled to their to their five weeks of parenting leave. Avail of it. You know, make yeah. the most of those first five weeks of your child's life and be that supporting dad or husband or, you know, that you need to be. It's, I think you're right. It does need, people need to be proactive. Companies need to be proactive yeah. in letting people know that this is available to them. Oh, totally. I mean, it, it is a great benefit. It, it's not something everybody has in every country. So take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what you also said there as well, uh, which was interesting, like, because I can imagine like the lads on the building sites going in and their wives at home saying, and don't forget, you have to kind of tell them that you're entitled and they're going in and they're on their way. And I think I'm not saying that. How am I going to say? Who am I going to yeah. say? To you? Oh, geez, I'm not going to tell them that I'm taking five weeks off. I'm just going to be, they'll be slagging me. They, well, I'm not staying yeah. at home for five weeks with the baby. Yeah. So you're right. There is this whole macho thing. We're in a, in a kind of more male uh, dominating um, area that they would be embarrassed or feel like they yeah. can't do that. And that's what, why we need cultural change. That's why we need to just change that perception, make it totally okay to do that. And and we will. We absolutely will. Like, we'll, we'll get there. It just takes all of us as a society to buy into it. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And that kind of brings me into then, because we don't, don't we, I... I, I really don't like separating the whole male and female thing. And, you know, th- that women are more important than men with, with the family and men are more important than women in the workplace. But that's kind of where I'm a little bit fearful now with this whole pandemic that's after happening. So we're all working from home. We're all trying to do our very best to get a work-life balance. Now we're kind of inching our way back and trying to get back into the workforce and get back into the, the workplace, should I say, rather than being at home. And is there a little bit of fear that maybe it's the women that are going to be staying at home and the men going back to work? And when I say staying at home, I mean working from home and looking after mm. the family. Do you yeah. think that there's a little bit of that happening at the moment? I think like the statistics don't lie. And the statistics yeah. tell us that the pandemic has had an unequal effect on men and women. And in some cases, that's because um, female dominated industries like certain sectors of the healthcare profession, certain retail areas, that they were our frontline workers. They were out on the front line working through a really, really tough and scary time um, and putting their own safety on the line. It's also true because um, so much, unfortunately, of our unemployment that was created by the lockdown that had to come come to help us manage COVID, that that unemployment affected more women than men because more women than men worked in some of the, the roles um, in the likes of non-essential retail or travel or hospitality. There was more women unemployed as a result of that. And then for the people who were working from home or who were continuing to go into into the office as essential workers, I mean, the surveys that the likes of the National Women's Council and and all the various bodies have have conducted, the feedback from women is they feel that they had to do more during the pandemic. They were the ones who were leading more often than not, not in all cases, but, but in a lot of cases, they were the ones who were leading on the homeschooling. They were the ones who were doing the cooking and the cleaning and all the extra work that was coming about from having everybody at home while still continuing to work full time. So, you know, you know, unfortunately, that that is the real picture that's out there in an awful lot of homes up and down this country. Not every home. 
not by any stretch, but yeah. it is the, the picture in an awful lot of homes. And that 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 is just where we are right now as a society. And as you say, we're now thankfully finished with homeschooling. We're thankfully starting to all um, consider our, our options or the plans around how we get back into the office or how we get back to, back to work. And while I think most people who have had a taste of like a commute free life or who have had a taste of, you know, that some some people have found it a lot less pressurized working from home. And a lot of those people would probably con- like to continue to do so. Maybe not full time, but even if they could do so kind of like a hybrid where they did three days at home, two days in the office or something like that, where you're still getting the social aspects, the team building, the camaraderie, being there to be able to train people in all that kind of stuff, but still have the few days at home without a commute maybe where you don't have as as much um, childcare kind of expectations around it. Um, and I think that hybrid model is probably what a lot of people are striving for. Yeah. I think there's a lot coming down the tracks in terms of the remote working um, strategy and the right to disconnect bill, but also the right to request to be able to work from home if you can do so in a way that doesn't in any way interfere with with what, what your job is. And there's all of these things that government are bringing in. And I've been a big advocate for these kind of things because I suppose having, having worked for a company that was very flexible and saw how providing people with that flexibility actually motivates them, makes them achieve their results, you know, makes them stay with you longer, helps with recruitment, helps with retention. It makes good business sense to do this. Um, But what we don't want is we don't want to end up in a situation where only women end up working from home and only men end up going into the office. And I know that's a huge generalization to make, but it is a fear that you'll end up with more women opting to stay at home for childcare because they want to be we want to be around their kids for the extra two hours a day that they'd be losing to their commute whatever it may be and that's fine and that's completely okay especially if your employer is supportive of it absolutely but I guess my fear around that is that when it comes to things like promotion visibility and building your own brand and your own company has such a key role to play when it comes to setting you on your career trajectory. And I'd hate to see a situation where women who opt to work from home get left behind when it comes to things like promotion and and get overlooked. And I suppose that's my concern. But I think if we're if we're if we know it, do you know what I mean? If we call that out, if we name it, if we recognize it, if we call it out, and if we all make a, an effort to to kind of not have that bias, that we should as a society be and as corporates be able to be able to get through that. But that is one concern I have and something that I think does need to be looked at quite seriously. Soundspace will return after this brief message. My name is Jack Kavanagh. And I would like to tell you about my podcast, which is part of the Soundspace series. It's called Real Life. And we take the lessons and principles of well-being, of lifestyle medicine, of positive psychology, and look at them through the lens of real life stories. Stories of people that have been through thick and thin and have come out on the right side of it who apply these lessons through their lives. Many of them are practitioners in the areas of health, of psychology, and many other disciplines. And I myself have a story. When I was age 20, I had a spinal cord injury, which left me with about 15% muscle function. And over the years, qualifying as a pharmacist, 
and then furthering my studies into the world of coaching psychology and positive psychology coupled with lifestyle medicine. I've developed a real interest in how these principles can be used in our day-to-day lives to increase our well-being and to manage when times aren't so good. Look forward to having you join me. Speak soon. Yeah, it's really, I think you're right. I think it's really important that we don't, women don't get overlooked when it comes to these things. And it's very important. I'm really glad that you pointed it out because you're right. Visibility is key when it comes to promotion and when it comes to moving forward in the business. So what do you think, what can we do or what should we be doing as as maybe as employers or as women at home with with our families, as parents? I think it's important to, if you're working from home, to still do the kind of things you would have done in the office, which are so much harder to do from home, to have a virtual cup of coffee with somebody, to have a monthly check-in, to, you know, if, if, if you feel your boss, um, if you feel your boss doesn't have a good, have a good kind of concept of what you're doing from home, or, if, you know, maybe your boss is kind of feeling, maybe she's not doing too much working from home. Um, that you're putting together kind of your presentations or your information and you're proactively going to them to go, just wanted to give you a bit of a review of my month. Just wanted to show you what I've been up to this month. Here are my goals. Here are my targets. Here's what I've set for myself. Here's what I've achieved. That you're, you probably have to do it in a, in a much more obvious way, unfortunately, yeah. which I think nobody's comfortable with. No Irish person in particular, and probably yeah. particularly no Irish woman, is comfortable yeah. with proactively kind of promoting themselves or yeah. talking themselves up. We're all cringing at the thought of it, I'm sure. Yeah. But that that is probably going to have to be the trade-off. That's probably what we're all going to have to do to make up for the fact that we're not sitting there in the office in front of the decision makers, because we need to remain on their radar. And the best way to do that is through interaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Self-promotion uh, when you're on your, when you're isolated mm-hmm. at home is actually going to be really important. You're dead, right, Emer? I know it is cringy and I know especially us mm-hmm. Irish men and women sometimes. Uh, Absolutely. Women and men sometimes um, do kind of, we, sure, we can't even take a compliment. You can't even tell Absolutely. us, you know, we have a nice pair of trousers on. Pennies on. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, pennies on. Do you know? So, yeah, you're dead, right. You know, um, being able to tell people or show people what you're doing on a daily basis is going to be and not not daily but like you said maybe a monthly forecast or a monthly summary or something like that would be a good thing yeah definitely I suppose like when you when you think about it you know most people in most companies would have their half year or their year goals and they they have those conversations once or twice a year and I know we would have always had the rule my previous um my previous business we would have always had the rule nothing should be a surprise at those conversations so you shouldn't be going here's here's all these things I do and your boss going oh my god really I didn't know that nothing should be a surprise so just I suppose it's important to have that same approach to your month you know people should know what you've done with your month people should know how, how you're getting on and I suppose that's true of all us politicians as well and I guess we're utilizing the likes of social media and and things like that a bit more because we're not as out and about um, meeting as many people because there aren't yeah. the same amount of events, there aren't the same opportunities for us to to get out, meet people and 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 let them know that we are working on their behalf. 
yeah so i suppose it's the same yet yeah, for us who are employed by companies that aren't seeing us on a daily basis that we need to put it out there in a different way so we just need to be more creative in um self-promotion or or absolutely raising our profile within the business yeah absolutely because i don't want that to happen you know i think that we've worked too much uh, too hard as a society for equality in order for us now to step back not not um purposely step step back but to step back and just say oh you know i mind the kids it's not a going not going to be a bother but not realizing what that's going to do to us long term indeed yeah so 100% a really really good point and so then so that's from our point of view so that's what we should be doing as employees what can our employers do to make sure that people aren't left behind when they are working from home or when they when this remote working because it's a really it's a great thing that we're going to have this hybrid thing where people can go to work for maybe two or three days a week and then be able to do as good a job at home so that's really good and we do want employers to take that on because we can see what can be done from home but also we don't want to be just only leaving up to the employee to hire, yeah. to raise their profile. What can companies do? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, it's all really the, the buzzword at the moment, I suppose, is employee engagement. And it's all about making sure that your employees are still engaged, not just with their workplace, but with the the team, with your company, with your brand. Um, because, you know, you, you want people to still have that sense of, of team no matter where they are, whether they're working from home, their kitchen table, the spare bedroom, their their own bedroom or, or in the office. You know, they're all a unique member of the team and a valued member of the team. And I think companies need to need to get that across and probably make more of an effort from, from, from them in, in that sphere. But I suppose it, it's important as well um, for companies to, I, I would think a lot of companies and managers who are making decisions about whether or not people should come back full time to the office or, or let them go hybrid or let them work from home full time, that they're making those decisions based purely on business. They're making them based on their metrics. They're making them based on um, a good feeling as to how well people are doing working from home or, or whatever. But I think yeah. they probably also need to be a little bit conscious of the work-life balance element. Yes. Some people want to work from home because it is a better work-life balance and that makes them more productive. Yeah. And I think that that that's that's probably not necessarily the top the top of people's um the top of people's priorities in terms of a, a, an employer making a decision. But you have to acknowledge like that if you're providing somebody with better work-life balance, they're going to stay with you longer. They're going to work with you harder. That's yeah. exactly what you want. So I suppose it, it would just be to to, for, for them to, to to maybe be cognizant, I guess, of the pressures that people have. And the fact that now, you know, it's it's not a risk anymore. People have been successfully working from home, have been yeah. able to prove that they've been doing a really good job remotely uh, and balancing it all. And that was like when we had things like homeschooling, which we thankfully, hopefully, please God, will never have to have again. Oh, God. You know, so you like, say that now, Emer. Yeah, God, John. God, we can't go back there. Um, please, God, no more variants send us back there. But I think with the vaccine as well, you know, we're in a very different space now. Yeah. So I would really think that um, we've been through the worst of it. So if you've had, if you're an employer listening to this or, or your manager listening to this and you've had an employee who has worked from home, who has homeschooled, who has balanced it all, who has managed it without childcare because the childcare providers were closed for so long, who's done that and still met their targets, well, then that is somebody who is yeah. well capable of excelling at home whatever the conditions. Absolutely, such a good point. And the whole um, engagement with the employees, you know, those virtual coffees, those just touching base with them to say, look, we're still here. 
yeah absolutely. you know giving them the opportunity to raise their profiles don't don't be leaving it I suppose I'll look to the employee to do it absolutely 100% Anita yeah yeah so going back then to the parental leave right I just want to touch on this again for a second right so and um, so that the parental leave has been um increased to five weeks which is I really really good like I, I wish that was there when I have four children as you know and my children now are 13 16, 17, and 21, I always have to think, how bad is that? Like, I'm definitely turning into my mother. Well, they change every year. The oh, birthdays well, don't change, but their ages change every year. This is so true. That is a great reason for me to forget their ages. I'm going to remember that one now. <laughs> anyway, right, so they are a little bit older. But that, so that, like, um, paternity leave back then was, like, yeah. a couple of weeks. And and it was great to have their dad home for that couple of weeks. It was was yeah. brilliant for me brilliant for him that bonding time was really really important but the other thing that and I do want to try to really encourage men to go for this parenting leave right just go for it now you know about it you're listening to this so you know so just go for it and women that are out there having babies and you do exactly the same encourage your um, partners to go out and then again uh, this um, emer I take it is in place for same-sex marriages as well and yes, any any parent, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, it, so it doesn't it doesn't um it, you don't have to have given birth to a child. Is this for the same for adopted uh, parents and things like that? Or yeah, my understanding is any new parent. So that would cover adoptive. That would cover yeah. uh, any any of those. Absolutely, yeah, Anita. And and I suppose that comes back to the whole point of of us wanting to be an inclusive society. You know, couples aren't aren't um aren't always that the man and woman anymore you know we've we've moved on as a society dramatically since then and our our laws now reflect that thankfully yeah yeah so it should be the same it's um equality for every parent yeah absolutely yeah absolutely other thing that brings me into then is the i know that you were pushing for leave for people with who have had a miscarriage yeah yeah and this is yeah, this is something um, I suppose myself and actually two two other Fine Gael uh, women have been kind of on the the um, on the case for I suppose. Um, one of them, is Senator Mary Siri Carney, um, another is Deputy Jennifer Carl McNeil, and it's kind of interesting because we um, Jennifer and I um, put forward a, a debate with the minister to discuss this. So it was great that we we got airtime to discuss this, yeah. but it was just it's just so striking that it's women talking about it and it is of course naturally women's issue but it affects men and women an awful lot um, and I suppose from my perspective as a young female TD it goes to show the importance of having more women in the doll and um, we're dramatically underrepresented in there um, and I would encourage any woman who is listening to this who has the the time to do it and um, to get involved in politics whatever party to consider running for local councillor or, or get involved in the national level because we need you we need more of you and the national conversation needs more of you um, but yeah myself and Jennifer had a debate with the minister around the, the, the idea I suppose of introducing um, paid miscarriage leave um, at the moment in Ireland, if you um, if you suffer a, a very late term miscarriage or or have a stillbirth, you're entitled to your full full maternity leave. Um, but unfortunately, if 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 you lose your baby in the early stages of pregnancy, um, you're actually not entitled to any leave. Yeah. Um, so what happens is you have a situation where people are calling in sick, getting 
random doctor's notes that they're trying to keep as vague as possible and they're using their holidays or they're going into work like nothing ever happened and I just think that's wrong I think that's an awful lot of pressure to put in particular on young women and I think you know especially nowadays when we all talk a little bit more openly about what we're going through and we're all encouraged to do so we're all encouraged to talk about our feelings and to to talk to specialists about our feelings if we need to I think the idea that you could you, you could suffer a, an early pregnancy loss or a miscarriage one evening and be back in work at your at your desk or back behind the the, the counter the next morning um, because you feel you've no other option. I think that's wrong. Yeah. Um, New Zealand took a stand on this. Uh, their prime minister, who is female, which is interesting. Yeah, Again, it only nice. became became an issue when we had a woman at the helm. Um, their prime minister did introduce this, so I think we should be be taking taking let taking their lead on this and I think this is something that we should be looking to do here I'd love for it to be extended to to couples um yeah. but I think that the, the the starting point really needs to be for for the woman to to get a couple of days off to to deal with the emotional trauma and the physical trauma that her her body and her her mind and her relationship has been through yeah absolutely it's 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 lovely I was so pleased to hear that you are pushing this um forward because it's I think it touches a lot more people than we will ever know because mm. we don't talk about these things in Ireland do we Emer? we kind of these are the things that we brush under the carpet oh should be grand no no it's better the less you talk about it the better yeah. the reality what? is I mean one in four pregnancies unfortunately end in miscarriage yeah and that's an awful lot of women and an awful lot of men and an awful lot of couples who are going through trauma every day every day um and COVID has made that even more difficult for people I think um probably in particular uh women who've had bad news alone because unfortunately because of COVID their partners mightn't have been able to be in the in the hospital consultation room with them and I think, you know, we really need to acknowledge that as a society that people have been through a lot that way. And um, I I think, honestly, I do believe we should be doing more as a government to support them. And it's not going away. You know, this is something, this is not something that's going to go go away. It's not something like COVID that we can get a grip on and, you know, we can kind of get a vaccine and everybody's going to be okay and people won't have as many miscarriages. This is only going to get more and more prevalent with with the amount of people that we have um, and you know the increase um in employment and and stuff like that which is all absolutely fantastic but we need to have things in place to look after yeah. our women and parents in absolutely in yeah what i was delighted to see though was was it little or aldi yeah. one of them have brought it forward haven't they yeah, they have. Um, actually, I have to say they're, I'm sorry, next, I can't remember if it was little or I, was, I feel like it was little, but I'm not sure. Um, it was little, I'm afraid to say that now, but I think it was. And they're so good. exactly the same with the, yeah. uh, with the period products. I was just the, about to say, they were yeah. the leaders when it came to period um, yeah. poverty as well, which is really good. Um, yeah. and, I, and I suppose period poverty is, uh, again, another woman's issue that's only really been talked about lately, um, yeah. where people particularly from, from, um, from I suppose disadvantaged backgrounds 
parents who are struggling to meet their meet their monthly household bill and um, also have have the cost of 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 their monthly period too and you know we 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 do need to support people through these things and it's only because we've got a few more women in politics at the moment that these these issues are being aired which is why it's so important that the women out there think about it or the men listening encourage their women to think about it to take up politics well no but i was really delighted when they did come forward because i had just heard you talking about it um on in the doll and then i was like oh yeah this is really good hope this comes through and then there was an ad for a little to say oh by the way we have introduced uh, paid leave for people who have who go through miscarriage early or early pregnancy loss which is fantastic and that's why again we're back to these big companies that's why yeah. they really need to lead they need to take the mantle on these things and because when they do it's powerful people remember it. it's great for them when it comes to attracting and retaining talent but it's great for us because it puts other companies under the same pressure to do the same and I suppose no no more than when it comes to gender balance at their boardroom tables whatever the issue is and um, you know when we have action from big employers when we have action from big names from big brands that spurs other people into action and it's that ripple effect that creates cultural change yeah yeah, absolutely. And I think in a nutshell, right, today um, for today's podcast, what I wanted to put across more than anything else is the important role that parents play in the workplace. All right. Yeah. And I think that you you kind of wrapped that up in uh, in one sentence earlier when you were saying if you've got somebody working at home, right, if you're an employer and you've got had an employee working at home who's been able to homeschool, hold down a job get out of the, the, keep the household together and keep everybody safe from, from a, a pandemic. You've got somebody at home who's been able to do all of this, be they a father or a mother. They're yeah. a very important person in your workplace because they were able to do this at yeah. home with very little support. We were all thrown in here and they yeah. had a lot more on their plate than, than the average employee. Well, think about when you're interviewing somebody, think about when you're putting together that job spec, no matter what role, no matter what business, no matter what industry, you are looking for somebody who is a self-starter, somebody who can work off their own initiative and somebody who can multitask. And that's parents. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, Emer, in you know, on that note, I'm going to leave it here. I am really, really delighted to have had you on today, but I just want to give you the last word. Is there anything else that you want to say to, um, to parents or employers out there, um, about, and I think that you've, uh, you've summed it up pretty well there in just when we put together a job description and what we're looking for, but is there anything else that you want to add that we can put out there for parents and employees? Well, I suppose just, just for everybody to remember, like COVID has been tough on everybody. We've all had changed circumstances. We've all been impacted in different ways, um, but whether you've hired someone or whether you were hired yourself. And if you're having doubts about the person you've hired or the company you work for or doubts about yourself, just remember that you, you went through a thorough process to get where you are. You shone, you shined, you made it happen. You got that far and you you hired that person because they did that. Yeah. So that makes them a valued and a valuable member of the team. And I suppose even to your own colleagues, to, to whoever it is that's in your kind of your, your day-to-day circle in terms of interactions, like let them know you value them, let them know you appreciate them. Like I think we're probably a little bit starved of that, um, that kind of in the moment feedback because we're working from home at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it's 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 kind of a bit odd for somebody to send somebody an email to say, thanks so much for what you did, really yeah. meant a lot, you're brilliant. But you know what? 
we all need to hear that sometimes. And COVID's been tough on everybody. So I suppose give yourself a break, give those around you a break, but also acknowledge and recognize when somebody has gone above and beyond because, uh, you know, it's good for you to do it, but it's great for them to get that recognition too. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when they're at home with the added pressure of raising a family and with the added pressure of keeping um, children safe and keeping their, their, we're in the middle of a summer camp now, summer camp season yeah. with very little summer camps. We're very few summer yeah. camps. So people are under a lot of pressure. I think it's very important to remember the pressure that parents are under at the moment working at home with their children. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And and I think, I mean, really, by and large, it's it's been a huge success. Like to be able to keep the show on the road this last 18 months is no mean feat. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, like I said, Emer, thanks very much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Nita. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Family Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation between myself and Fianna Gael TD, Emer Higgins. Today's top tips and takeaways would be Parents' leave has now been extended from two to five weeks. So parents, make the most of this. Stay at home and bond with your newborn baby. Remember, the support is out there. So don't be afraid or embarrassed to use your entitlements. And take time out to mind yourself after the loss of a baby during pregnancy. Speak to your employer so that you can be supported. And lastly, be mindful of women taking the role of working from home after the pandemic. Lots here to think about and be mindful of. So if you need support or resources in any of these areas, go to your HR department. They are there for you. And as always, for more Family Life Matters, you can join us here on Family Life Podcasts brought to you by Soundspace. This podcast was brought to you by Soundspace the go-to place for all the latest podcasts on topics such as mental well-being, nourishment, parenting, and health and fitness.